Welcome back to Sit, Stay, Share, the podcast where we talk about anything pet related because who doesn't love to talk about their pets, right? Today, Emily is going to tell us all about her very special Spanish dog, Moscu. For starters, Moscu is a Padenko, which is not very well known in these parts. So do you want to explain what that means? Yeah, he's a breed of Spanish hunting dog. They're often abandoned when they're not useful anymore in Spain. Um, They look a lot like a pharaoh hound, like the Egyptian dogs that you might see. But most people I run into with him have no idea what he is. Yeah, that's you. Is that him? That's him. Someone is on his bed and he wants them to move. He's the king of comfort. And it is potentially important to note that Padencos are sighthounds, which is why they're such good hunting dogs. Yes. Sighthounds, they also use hearing quite a bit more than a typical sighthound. Got those big stand-up ears. Yes, which are utterly amazing. And I believe they're known as the clowns of the sighthound world. I bring up that he is a sighthound because Moscow is blind. Yes, he is a sightless sighthound. He has progressive retinal atrophy, which is a degenerative disorder that probably started when he was around two. Um, And he's a little over four now and he's totally blind. Was he blind when you got him or was... So I applied to adopt him in February of 2020 and the rescue did not know he was blind when I applied and was approved to adopt him. It wasn't until I think like June or July of that summer that they realized something was amiss, mostly because his eyes glow really green in certain lights and his pupils are enormous. So they took him to get it looked at and that's when he got diagnosed. So originally I was still going to adopt him. Um, I was a little upset at first, but there was no way I was going to give him up just because he couldn't see. But then in about September, they decided they didn't know when sending the dogs was going to get easier. So they wanted to try to find him a local home, which was pretty heartbreaking, but very understandable. So, you know, it took me quite a few months to sort of try to move past that. And then I reached out to Mary Lou, who's the U.S. person for Galgos Dolso, the rescue he's from, and asked about a different dog. And she said, you know, let me let me just ask about Moscow one more time. And she did. And they said no one else has applied to adopt him. So we think he can make the trip. So he ended up coming in February of 2021, a year later. He still had some vision, like he could definitely see light and shadows when we first had him. But it's pretty clear now that he can't see anything. <laughs> he has he has the occasional accident that makes it quite obvious. <laughs> oh, poor buddy. Yeah. So how has it been with a blind dog? Have you any experience with blind dogs? I had a three-legged dog growing up. That was the only sort of differently abled dog I had. And I think that even though it's a totally different issue, it showed me how easily dogs adjust to things like that. Like that dog did yeah. not care at all. <laughs> and I'd say the same is pretty much true of Moscow. Like he does not care that he's blind. In fact, sometimes I wish he were more cautious. <laughs> um, he'll just like throw his body around. And I'm like, you can't see where you're going. <laughs> but he's pretty unfazed. Um, you have to learn to do some things. Like my husband and I had to get really good about pushing in chairs. Oh. to go back where they came from 
you can't just like move the coffee table around really <laughs> but otherwise I don't think most people would notice that he's blind and in fact some people I meet on the street think that I'm lying so, <laughs> like are you sure like, yes no, he's not really blind. I just want more attention. Yeah, I'm just doing it for the attention. Because having a weird looking dog with ginormous ears isn't enough attention. Yeah, especially <laughs> once we put him in a sweater. So, and Moscow is not the only pet in your home, right? No, my husband and I each had a dog when we met. Um, so I had Walter, who's a kind of a mystery mix. He's brindled. And then my husband had a beagle mix named Serenity. So Moscow is our first together dog. And how did introductions go with that? They weren't ideal because we didn't get home until like 3am with him. Oh gosh. So it wasn't like we could do like a nice neutral introduction outside or somewhere else. Like it just had to happen in the house. The other two were pretty curious um, Moscow just kind of sat on the bed and looked at them and let them sniff him. And there was definitely some jealousy issues at first. I originally applied to adopt him because Walter needed a playmate. Our okay. Google Serenity is, is older and not interested in other dogs. And he just desperately wants someone to play with him. So we got him Moscow, who turned out to be blind. So not the <laughs> ideal playmate. And Walter spent the first three months alternatively curling his lip at Moscow, which Moscow couldn't see so that was fine <laughs> or like trying to pounce and bark and play with him which was too much do they play now or no in fact I've only seen Moscow try to play once or twice and it's usually with very very calm dogs that aren't like getting up in his face what have you had to change or adjust for him um stairs were something we had to learn I did some training with him. We lived in Maryland originally, and I did a one-on-one -on -one trainer there, and we worked on stairs. So he knows step up and step down. For some reason, he always goes down the last stair backwards, though. So once he's familiar with a set of stairs, he seems to know where the last step is, and he'll spin on the staircase and go down backwards. <laughs> I don't know if he, like, went down forwards once and ended up smacking his face, so now he wants to go butt first down the last <laughs> step. But... He does a little spin move every time, just pretty cute. And now I sometimes accidentally tell my other dogs to step up or step down. <laughs> it's a habit or like my human niece. I'm like, step up. And my sister's like, she's not your blind dog. He's a little leash reactive. He's a little reactive? Only on leash and only with dogs he doesn't know, which makes sense. I think he probably feels a little trapped, like he can't get away. You know, if there's dogs in our backyard that are playing, he can sort of stay on the outskirts or he can make space for himself. But on a leash, he can't do that. So um, I joined the Canine Social, which is run um, out of the Vermont Animal Collective. It's a lot of dogs with reactivity issues, and we sort of practice being neutral around other dogs. Cassidy, the woman who runs it, is really big on learning to advocate for your dog. So telling people they need space or like, no, don't approach. But even just the fact that we do like a, an hour-long training session once a week has really helped him keep his focus on me when we're out in the world. Um, so he's gotten a lot better. We can go places, like I can take him to Four Quarters Brewing and he's pretty much okay there um, until I'm eating something and then he becomes a little bit sassy. Oh, teaching him to sit was really hard. And I've accidentally taught him that like sit equals treat, but he doesn't know how to stay in a seated position. So it's like <laughs> sit, stand back up, sit back down, stand back up, sit back down. He thinks he's just going to get treats over and over. And I've accidentally rewarded that. So he's very excited about sitting. 
Do you think you were prepared for these challenges or were you caught off guard by them? I was a little prepared. My first dog, Walter, was extremely fearful and scared when I adopted him. So I was aware of like that it might not be easy. I grew up with golden retrievers. So although they were all like a little bit crazy, like they didn't have these kinds of issues out in the world. So with Walter, it was learning that like not every dog is 100% food motivated and they could be more scared than wanting treats. And I think even though it was a different problem, it prepared me to have to work through some things. And then by contrast, Moscow felt really easy because he has no fear of the world. He just just wants to be out in it. He's so prancy. He's always wagging his tail. He's just seriously the jolliest dog I've ever seen. After we found out he was blind and I still wanted to adopt him, they put me in touch with some people who had adopted blind dogs before. I talked to them and they had said, you know, in my experience, they're even more affectionate than other dogs. They just like to be close to you all the time. And I don't know if that's true or not, but it's certainly true for Moscow. Like he wants to rub his body all over you. If I'm on the couch, he's got to be pressed up against me. He likes to rub his face all over my face. Like he, <laughs> he is the sweetest, most affectionate. Uh, you know, all our dogs are cuddly and affectionate, but he is definitely the most. So personal space, not a thing. What advice would you give to someone who is considering a blind dog or whose dog is going blind? I think it's first going to be, especially if your dog is going blind, I think it's going to be harder for you than it is for them. And that, especially if it's something like progressive retinal atrophy, it goes slowly enough that they really have a lot of time to adjust. I know there's also like, I don't know what it stands for, SARDs, where they instantly go blind overnight. I think that's a lot harder to deal with probably because for the dog, it's a little more shocking, but if you have a dog that's born blind or goes blind slowly, they're probably going to be fine. And just don't move the furniture around too much. Don't move the furniture around and just be patient. Sometimes, you know, he'll make a mistake. The other day he jumped off the wrong end of our deck. It's only like a foot or two off the ground on one side and the other side, it's like six inches. So he usually goes off the short end, but he got a little disoriented and he went off the long end and we have like a planter that sits <laughs> on that end. So he like jumped half into the planter, half out. And it, I mean, it was funny, but it was also really sad. He gave himself like a big bruise. Oh. So now for the past couple of weeks, he's been like extra careful on the deck and like creeping up to the edge and like it takes him like a good minute to get off the deck, but he's getting better. So I think knowing that they're going to run into stuff sometimes have you had any instances where he's like walked into a person or walked into something or, or not so much? He's definitely walked into people. He's walked into the car door when it's open a time or two. Sometimes I'm not paying attention enough on a walk and he did walk straight into a stop sign once. I felt really <laughs> terrible about that. <laughs> you just, you forget that he's blind because he's so confident, confident and capable. And then he like balances off a stop sign and you're like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. That was my <laughs> job to warn you. And he kind of wants to go wherever he will. So sometimes steering him is a bit of a trick. We did know left and right for a time, but now I use a little, just a tiny bit of leaf, leash pressure or like a nudge his head with my thigh a little bit when we walk. Mm. So you use more body cues than verbal cues. Yeah. When he zoned in on something and I don't, I feel like this is a sight hound thing potentially when he's zoned in on something, you cannot get his attention by talking. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's a, a deaf blind dog I follow on Instagram, which I can learn some helpful tips from. That dog uses the talking buttons and I just don't understand oh. how. 
So if he can do that, Moscow is going to be fine. (laughs) He's just got a lot of character. He's my sassiest dog. And the most mischievous. We used to leave the trash pulled out while we were cooking. So it was easy to put like scraps in it. He will pull the trash out of the trash and like he will find the things you left and he will eat them. So yeah, had to tighten up the ship <laughs> for our blind dog. If, if he could see, he would totally be on the counters. We would be in big trouble. <laughs> so it's probably a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you would be so hard to handle if you could see. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about Moscow. He's such a great dog. I just love him. Even though he tried to shoplift from your store. <laughs> he, he was not the first and he will not be the last. <laughs> and I mean, he does have the excuse. I'm sorry, Debbie. I didn't see that. It just yeah. fell into my mouth. <laughs> I don't know how I got there. I'm not even allowed to eat this because I, <laughs> I'm only allowed to eat lamb right now. <sighs> oh, Moscow. Yeah, he's a bougie boy. <laughs> So thank you so much for sharing your and Moscow's story. If you have a story, we'd love to hear it. Contact us at the shop in person or go to our website, www.houndstoothvt.com or follow us on social at houndstoothvt. Until next time, sit, stay, share.